And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, May 25th, and I know many of you are getting ready for the big long weekend. We're going to have a special re-airing of one of our favorite interviews of all times. Of all times, Mark. Really. I think that this is like top three for us. Would you agree with that? Uh, for sure. Definitely for me. It was like, uh, you know, didn't quite know what to expect when we did that interview, but it turned out to be one of my favorites of all time. And so you want to know who it is, don't you? Don't you? Not telling. That's called a tease in our business. So um, that is going to air on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So pay attention to your feed this weekend while you're hopefully taking a little bit of time off. Doesn't have to be a ton, but a little bit of time. Very good. We really do think that's good for you. So take some time if you can. If you've got a financial question, if you have something going on in your larger life that has some financial implications, go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the, the website, there are a lot of things going on. Uh, Mark, I'm writing an updated article about the 529 plan for this weekend because, I don't know if you realize this, but it's 529 day on May 29th. It's kitschy, but I'm going with it, man. Anyway, we're going to make sure that you are able to save for college if you can afford to do so. And if that's the case, if you're thinking about that, uh, keep an eye out because my big blog about 529 day coming up on the website at jillonmoney.com. Okay, let's do uh, some emails today. And this is from Matthew, who is following up because he spoke with us a few weeks ago. Um, and he says, a bad week for me and the Cardinals. And he said, this is about moving money into an annuity. And he's got, he says, we currently have $1.75 million diversified 50-50 and $25,000 um, in individual stocks in traditional and Roth IRAs and his 403B with TIAA. Then he says, we've got savings that can cover six months of bills. Our health insurance is covered until we both turn 65. That's through my company. 
the house is paid off. And he says, and both kids are paid off. <laughs> it's a funny way of putting it. I retired at age 60, right? Two years ago. And my wife is retiring at the end of this year. So we are both going to be 63. Our certified financial planner suggested that we take out $320,000 over four years and put it in CDs for guaranteed income until we reach 67. That's our full retirement age. I fear that as my grandmother used to say, I was clear as mud when we talked. We have not yet spoken with TIAA about annuities because my wife has been working 60 to 70 hours a week, but plan on inquiring in June and July. Would you suggest the TIAA annuity over the CDs in this case? Well, here's what I don't understand. Where are you going to float your income needs between age 63 and full retirement? You have plenty of money. So now we're just talking about what is the best way to do that. Now, if you've got a Roth IRA, we're not going to touch that, right? You've got a traditional retirement account. You're not going to touch that. She has a 403B. I think she's still working, right? And so the question is, should you annuitize the 403B and just turn that on and say, give me a certain amount of money every single year so you can get this income. And I think the reason why we were suggesting the annuity was that we could get the money out of the account and then reduce the amount of money you had to take in required minimum distributions down the line. I think that when we spoke to you, you had said that your CFP was suggesting that you purchase an annuity. I think that was the issue. If the CFP is saying, take some money out of the traditional account a little bit at a time and put it into some sort of CDs, I'm not exactly sure why you would do that either. Why don't you just take the money that you need to live between now and the time you can qualify for your full retirement social security benefit. I'm not sure why we would use CDs unless he wants you to take a big, huge amount of money and lock in some CDs for the next four years. I guess that's possible. Then you have a tax event. So, oh, and Matthew says at the end of his, um, at the end of his email, P.S. I love the great money reset. I'm buying copies for my two millennials. I think it should be required reading in high school and college. That's nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. The next message is from DK, who says, I'm a devoted listener to your podcast, and I think you both give the best advice, and I've also read both of your books. Thank you. Hey, everyone who has not read both of my books should buy them on my website, jewelandmoney.com. Okay. DK says, my husband is 65. I am 64. We've been retired for a few years. We both collect state pensions and are entitled to Social Security. I know we're fine now, as together our pensions total... $8,100 gross a month. We've got a savings account to cover $40,000 of unplanned expenses prior to collecting social security. They only spend $6,700 a month, which does not include travel. House is worth $350,000. There's no mortgage on it. Cars are paid off as well. So we've got no debt at all. At full retirement age, we will receive $2,500 per month from social security. Combined, we have $250,000 in traditional IRAs, $350,000 in Roth IRAs, and $200,000 in a brokerage account that contains bonds and mutual funds. We have not had to touch our investments and don't anticipate doing so over the next two years. My question, 
can we both take Social Security at full retirement age so we can travel and purchase a new car in two years as my car is 10 years old? (laughs) Um, Okay, here's the concern. If one of us were to die, income would drop to $5,900 a month from pension income. We'd lose one Social Security check. So the surviving spouse would have a gross income of $8,400 a month from pensions and Social Securities. I'm thinking it should be enough to cover the basic needs of one, including some travel. If one of us were to wait until 70, the Social Security check would be 3100 I know that's a significant increase, but here we go. Our child and grandchildren are relocating to Europe next year. Oh, they wanted to go there frequently. And also they've got no long-term care insurance. It's not an option. I've got pre-existing conditions. Okay. I need reassurance that taking Social Security at full retirement age for both of us is okay. I hate the thought of waiting and regretting it, but I'm a worrier and I want to be assured that I'll have enough money to cover any future needs. Thanks so much, DK. Um, hmm. I mean, you have money. I'm just looking at this for a second. Why am I so concerned about this? Um, why can't you just take the money that you need for travel out of the traditional IRA because and pay a little bit of tax and wait until one of you is 70. What do you think of that, Mark? What do you think? I'd like both of them to wait till 70, I think. But what do you think? Yeah, I was thinking at the very least, one of them waits till 70. If they want, one of them wants to take it out the full retirement age, okay, fine. But I don't, I don't really see a real need why they both have to. They got a lot of money that they're not even touching right now. That's what I think. I, I don't understand why you would, I don't see why at this point, Either of you would take Social Security it's at the full retirement age. If you, I think you can delay it, and I would start pulling some money out of your IRA. You, you probably are not going to need any of it. But if you both wait till 70, you're in so much better shape. Why don't we just try to, for the first, when the kids move to Europe, what if, I mean, you said right now you've got 8100 gross and you spend 6700 not including travel. So let's just say gross to net, you're basically breaking even. How much travel are you going to do? You're going to spend 20 grand a year extra to go back and forth to Europe a few times? Take 20 grand, take 20, 25 grand a year for the next few years out of the IRA and just don't wait and do that. Pay the tax that's due at your current tax bracket. And, you know, for you guys, it's uh, probably 22%-ish, maybe, maybe it's mostly at 12%, but some is 20. You don't have a lot to write off, but, you know, you... I would take the money out of the IRA, you know, take 10 grand out now, add it to your taxable income, pay the tax, build up that account that is the brokerage account. You've got stuff there. Free up, make sure that you have 25 or 30 grand in cash all the time in some account that you can access that's beyond your actual emergency reserve fund. Use it to travel. And at least one of you should wait until age 70, at least one. And I think both. And then you just reduce the RMDs that are coming. Yeah, and the are and the required minimum distributions are coming um, at age seven uh, seventy three now for these guys. I think it's seventy three for them. Let's get all the money out of that, pay the tax, and move on, or a bunch of the money. Okay, this is from Amanda, who says, "You often say a person needs a will. I completely agree. I created mine about ten years ago." Do you have recommendations on when a will should be updated or rewritten? I would think it would be life situation based, but I wanted to check if you thought there should be a timeline aspect as well. 
My will was drafted by a lawyer and witnessed appropriately for the state I lived in at that time. I've moved within the U.S. and internationally during the last 10 years, living in five states and two locations overseas during that time. I have not added a spouse or children to the mix during that time. The only changes are growing investments and selling of real estate. Okay, so you're right. Many people make these decisions based on life circumstances, milestones. In your case, though, because you're moving around a lot and maybe because some of your uh, state of domicile rules could change, I have often believed that it's at least worthwhile sitting down with somebody in wherever you're living, whatever state you live in, and review what you have. And if there needs to be some updating, you can just update it or you can make an addendum. But I would have it redone, I would say, every five years or so or subject to some sort of life event. So good question. Um, Okay. Here's a question that comes from Stan who wants to know, why do I talk about full retirement age for planning instead of waiting until age 70? Why do I default to full retirement age? You know, look. I default to what I think people are really going to do and then work from there. So you can see like in that previous conversation that we were having about claiming social security that, you know, it's, it's hard enough to get people to wait until their full retirement age. I would love it if everyone could afford to wait until they were 70 and max out, but it's not actually doable for many people either because they're in poor health or because they have income needs. So sometimes it's just nice. They want to start the clock. They get it going fine. It is better if you can wait to wait until age 70 because you get about an 8% increase every year. So I think that that's well worth waiting. But again, if you're in poor health, you don't wait. And if you have income needs, you can't wait. And also, by the way, you notice that people are much more willing to claim Social Security and take a slightly lower benefit rather than start pulling money out of their retirement accounts and paying tax on it, which cracks me up because the reality is that sometimes paying that tax is... The smartest thing you can do is just hard to do. I know. No one wants to pay taxes, Mark. Remember the actuary? He's like, he knows better than anyone. And he was like, I don't really want to do it. Anyway, uh, we thank you very much for these wonderful questions. If you would like to pose a question to us, just go to jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And of course, subscribe to our brand new subscription service. It's called Jill on Money Live. This is where you have access to quarterly live webinars with really cool guests. And we've got special content, basically interviews that we're conducting on the slide behind your backs and putting up behind the paywall. Mark, I am so excited to talk to our friend from Consumer Reports. When are we doing that? Uh, I believe that's next week. So excited. This guy, Mike Quincy, he has been a Consumer Reports car guy forever. And we used to have him live in the studio. Now we get to do these kind of fun interviews. And so we'll give you a little snippet as a taste for everyone to enjoy. But just know that the good stuff is going to live behind the paywall. So If you want to see that, if you want to see the webinar that we conducted with Ed Slott, the king of the Roth, if you want to see our interview with Gina Smilek, New York Times economy reporter and Federal Reserve reporter about her new book, all that is living behind the paywall and you can have it just for $35 a year, special extra content that I hopefully will enrich your lives a little bit. So do check that out. And don't forget, if you have a moment to please leave us a rating and review on Apple still helps us, gang, really helps us. 
lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.